to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. This is uh, episode 26, and we we moving. I'm, I'm actually uh, proud of the fact that I've been able to keep this going so far. Last year, when we, when me and uh, Jalen started, it, it was a little rough. Um, so we, we've kind of figured out how to work through some things. I know they haven't been on um, my, him and my boy Mark. They haven't been able to get on recently. So um, that's just, you know, like I've said before, I, I, I'm not going to beat that over the head, you know, too much. That's just scheduling, man. It's it's rough out here, man. Everything that's crazy going on, you know whether or not we're going to have jobs, you know, they talking about lockdowns and all this stuff. So, you know, you just got to make sure that you maintaining your own uh, situation right now, man, whatever you, you know, going through. I know this is a little serious for the podcast because, you know, that's not really my steel. So, but it's, it's just things that you have to be aware of. Um, You have to pay attention to the things that are going on around you. And, you know, I can't, I've never, I never put the onus on my boys to, you know, to to have to show up to do the podcast. Like this is something that we decided to do recreationally. This is fun for us. And I never wanted to make this a job, you know, and then, cause then it takes the fun out of it. So, you know, whenever they can come on, whenever Jalen, you know, Jalen, they know, (laughs) they know it's an open door. They can come in and they can go you know, as they please. So if you're ever wondering, you know, how come he always doing a podcast by himself? It's not because I don't want them on. And it's not because I remember uh, <laughs> the guys over at uh, across the across the Cowboys a podcast. Um, Mike was like, you know, he fired him. <laughs> no, they ain't fired. But everybody got handled their own thing, man. I know Mark got a couple of things on his plate, so he's not always free. Um, shout out to him and doing his streaming thing. So you know, I, I never worry about, you know, oh, man, they can't come on this week. Huh, it's never like that. But when they do, you know, we're going to act up. So, you know, just wait for it. That's all I can say. So I'm going to hold it down. You know, this is this is my baby. So I got to I got to keep it going. But um, before I really get deep into the podcast, I want to give a shout out to all the women that cook for their men. And I know this. uh I don't want to put my, my foot in my mouth, but some women don't cook, you know, straight like that. Some, some women don't. And, um, but I'm thankful that I have a wife that cooks because, um, recently, um, I've mentioned it on Twitter, but, uh, I started a meal plan. I saw a nutritionist and I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to get this, uh, this weight off. So I've had to switch up some of the things that I've eaten um, I don't, you know, I could put away some cheesesteaks, man. You know, I live in Philly, man. Cheesesteaks, chicken, you know, the whole, the whole nine, you know, I got, I got a bar downstairs in my basement, you know, in the man cave, you know, alcohol is, you know, it's, it's some good stuff, but can't keep drinking that stuff all the time. So basically, you know, I got to knock this weight off and my wife's been helping me really get everything under control. She's been taking care of the cooking duties and man, she can really throw down. And I know you're like, well, Will, you married to her. How you how you ain't know she could cook? It's not that she can't cook. It's that since we've been married, 
and we've been married for 12 years. I enjoy doing the cooking. I love cooking. So that's why she had, that's one of the reasons why she had to take over because I know that if I cook it, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so she took over the responsibilities while I've been, you know, doing this, uh, this meal plan thing. And she's really been shining in the kitchen, man. Like she made this, she made a potato soup a couple of weeks ago. She's been doing, she made this banging, uh, nacho casserole type like type drawing like it was it was really banging like i'm putting the food up you know after she cooked normally we switch off responsibilities so like if she cook i clean and if i cook she clean so this night she made this nat this nacho uh casserole and i tasted it and i'm like yo this is really good and i'm, I'm like i'm try- not trying to eat it while i'm putting <laughs> like i'm putting the food up so i was like yo she really getting down she made stuffed shells uh, a couple nights ago you know, I'm like, yo, she, she getting in. I might have to make her, you know what I'm saying? I might have to make her, that might be a permanent fixture. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I like to cook, but you know, when you got somebody that can throw down in the kitchen, I say, go, you know, I don't want to mess up the, you know, the, the, the streak, <laughs> but no, nah, if all the women that, if any women listen to the podcast, man, you, and you can cook and you cook for your dude and you, you take care of them in that aspect, you know, you should be proud of yourself because a lot of women can't cook and a lot of women say they can cook and they really can't. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I ain't had to find out that my, you know, my woman can't cook because that's a hurt piece. You know, she, you know, I can, can you imagine that she'd be talking heavy? Y'all have a conversation. She's talk heavy and she's like, yeah, you know, I can cook. I can get in the kitchen. I can burn. And then she cook. And then she actually like burn the food. Like it's not good. Like, that's 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 like that's a stab in the heart man it's like i'm glad i ain't have to you know worry about nothing like that but you know i i've done done enough talking in that aspect let's get into the fantasy stuff man uh i'm gonna do in this episode you know we got to do our we our waiver talk you know cop and drop uh for week 11 but um i want to talk about before we get into the news because you know we got to do that too i want to talk about my fantasy leagues and i know i talk about the top tier league and um you know one of my cbs leagues uh, because those are one of my those are my top listed teams like those are the leagues that i really want to win and you know not to say that i don't want to win in in fantasy in other leagues but you know you always prioritize if you're in a bunch of leagues you have to prioritize what leagues are at the top of your list that's just how you do it if you if you don't, you'll get swamped and it's not fun after that. It becomes a job trying to maintain 12 leagues or however many you do. Uh, or if you max yourself out, depending on what you set your limits as. So for me, if I'm going to do 10, 12, or if I get invited to a bunch of leagues, I always prioritize what leagues are what. And I always talk about top tier because that's one of the leagues I really want to win because we really talk greasy in there. But this year is not looking good. I am two and eight in that league, and it's rough out here in these these fantasy streets, man. Like I can't even talk trash no more. So I'm just playing. I'm basically playing spoilers at this point. So, but I've, I'm in a whole bunch of leagues. Like I have, uh, I went and checked some of my leagues before I got on to record, and I have about four leagues in sleeper. All of them are in contention. You know, they're five and five or better. Um, I have four leagues in Yahoo top tier is one of them. My baller leagues. I have a shot. 
I can't lose anymore. I'm four and six. I might be able to make it if I squeeze into the six, the sixth seed, but it's looking a little tight. So I need my I need my squad to like ball out the rest of the week, the rest of the uh, fantasy season until the playoffs start. So I got to week 13, maybe, you know, to see what it looks like. Week 14 is when playoffs start for most of my leagues. So I'm straight there. But uh, I have two other leagues in Yahoo where I'm like four and six and five and five. So those teams are possibles. My NFL.com leagues, I have five leagues in there and all of them are in contention except, uh, except one that one is in four and six. That might be a little touch and go, but everyone else is five or five or better. I got two, seven and three teams and I lost last week because I, most of my squad was on a buy. So I couldn't do nothing about that. And, um, ESPN, ESPN is like <laughs> this ESPN is just tough it, it because the scoring is all over the place. Um, it's like bonus points and et cetera. It's like those, those leagues are probably going to end up not making the playoffs, but I at least have it. I have at least nine teams. I think that can make the playoffs if I play it right. So that's not a bad ratio, you know, out of all the leagues that I've had, if I total them all up, I still got about more than half making the playoff. So that's not bad. You know, a little strenuous at times, but, you know, I, I can get it done. So, you know what we got to do now. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. Make sure you follow me at Hype underscore Finest. Follow my guys, Jalen and Mark, Ace underscore ECA4. Always good follow, man. He, he always talking trash. He always he's very active on Twitter. So hit him up, man. And Mark, Mark. Now, I, I, if I don't say it, he's going to come out of the woodwork on Twitter um, at McNux, M-C-K-N-U-X. And he's going to say something. So I'm going I'm to get it out the way now because he beat me. He beat me this week in week. Uh, he beat me in week 10 in our CBS League. I think it was uh, I think it was the Legends League. And he hits me up in our group chat like, yeah, you know, you better. I, I I took it to you this week. And he beat me 78 to 71. It's a standard league. So I'm like, how are you going to talk trash? How are you going to talk trash now when I beat you in two other leagues and you didn't say a thing? He went he went stone cold quiet mode. Like I, I, I tweeted him on. I tweeted him. I sent him messages. I posted it in the chat. Nothing. And then he want to come out the woodwork and try and glow. I'm like, man, if you don't go sit down somewhere with that, get out of here with that. Trying to talk trash now because you finally got a W. Like, get out of here. I don't waxed you in two different leagues. Like, whatever. But, you know, that's the way it goes. You can't really can't really get upset about that. But let's get into the episode. We got to talk some news. It's a lot going on heading into week 11. Injuries, injuries, injuries. You'll see what I mean. Let's get it. News. News and notes from around the NFL. All right. First up, Teddy Bridgewater, man, banged up his knee playing against the Bucks, suffered a MCL sprain in his knee is not considered it's not considered, you know, lethal or not lethal, but it's not considered major. Uh, Matt Rule has come out and expressed optimism that he'll be okay to play against the Lions in week 11. So that's a plus. 
The minus, however, is Christian McCaffrey, who we thought that was he was going to be able to play for week 11. You know, the shoulder injury was supposedly not as bad as they thought, and now it's not expected for him to play per Adam Schefter um, for week 11, and they're expecting a multi-week injury type of situation. So basically, he might not – he's going to be out. He may miss, you know, more than two weeks because of this injury. Hopefully it's not that bad, but they haven't speculated on how much time he's going to miss. Adam Shafter reported uh, that is it's supposed to be a week week. Excuse me, I'm every episode, <laughs> every episode I'm choking up words. Come on, man, I know how to read. <laughs> Multi week injury, so we, we, it could be anywhere between two two weeks or more. So we'll see how it goes, um, and hopefully he doesn't miss too much time. Maybe you get him back before the playoffs start. That might be a plus. If you have Mike Davis. And you didn't drop him, good on you. If you didn't, that sucks. Because I've seen it happen. It actually happened in our top-tier league. Somebody dropped Mike Davis, and he was scooped up the following week, even after uh, Christian McCaffrey came back. So that just sucks. New Orleans, Drew Brees is expected to miss time after going down with rib contusions on both sides and a punctured lung during a 49ers game. He wasn't able to come back in the second half. He told... According to Ian Rappaport, he told head coach Sean Payton that he couldn't come back. Jameis Winston came in and took over, and he's expected to be the – first of all, let's get this out of the way. Are we really thinking that Sean Payton's going to start Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill has thrown how many passes in the NFL? Come on, man. Don't do I, – I know it's, it's something to talk about, you know, in the media, but let's be real. If he starts Taysom Hill – over Jameis Winston, Sean Payton has lost his ever-loving mind. Now, I'm not a uh, Winston fan. I'm not a Winston stan. Or I'm not a Winston truther, truther. But let's be serious. Winston is the better option as opposed to Taysom Hill. If Taysom Hill was that good, he... Matter of fact, I can't even say that because they gave him a first-round tender to keep him. And he hasn't thrown a pass. He hasn't thrown... I don't even know how many passes he's thrown. It can't be that much that he's worth He's worth that much. I don't even think he's worth that much, to be honest with you. Come on. He's versatile, yes, but not a first-round tender. The dude's almost, he's got to be like 30 years old right now. Come on. That, no, no, uh-uh. Jameis Winston's going to be, the, I'm calling it. Jameis Winston's going to be a starter. You're not going to put Taysom Hill in for a whole game and expect him to throw the ball. Nope. Not happening. I, they, they just waste time with stuff like that. Sean Payton's like, he's not naming the starter this week until close to game. Why? Like, it's some big secret. I'm not preparing for Taysom Hill. I'm preparing for Jameis Winston. If any defensive coordinator has half a brain, he's not going for Taysom Hill. He's going to look at Jameis Winston, and he's going to try and, you know, figure out how he can game plan to stop him. Come on. I'm not going to name a starter. Get out of here. Get out of here with that noise. Matthew Stafford suffered a partial tear in his throwing hand in Week 10, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. He's going to be evaluated during the week to see if his throwing ability is going to be hampered by the injury. If it is, you know he's not going to play for Week 11. So make sure you pay attention to those practice reports if you have Matthew Stafford and you're looking to start him. Alan Lazar was activated off the Packers' IR. 
Um, he's back. Drew Locke suffered a rib injury as well against the Raiders in week 10. Man, he sucked. I'm sorry. I pit, I had him as a top waiver. He's one of my top waiver wire ads for this week. And he bombed. Four interceptions, just one touchdown. I know the Raiders are looking, you know, formidable. But, geez, man, come on. Four interceptions? I can't catch a break. <laughs> and what's worse is that I was so jaded from the Tom Brady flop, I was like, I panicked. <laughs> and it happens. It happens to the best of us. If you if you're a fantasy football player and you say that you've never panicked, I'm gonna call you a liar. I'm gonna call you a liar. You at one point or another, and in, in no matter how many years you've played, you've had at least one panic mode where you're like, "What the crap happened? I can't believe this." And then you do something totally different outside of the fact that you ignored information. It happened to me. I got caught. I can admit that. It sucked. But it is what it is. Freaking Drew Locke. (laughs) He's considered week to week or day to day, depending on what record uh, reports you're looking at. Um, Basically, I don't think he's going to play for week 11. It seems like the rib injury is worse than what they're letting on. And if he's hampered like that during during practice this week, I wouldn't trust him. Chris Carson, according to Adam Schefter, is expected to play week 11. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks played the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he went from do not practice to limited in recent uh, practice reports on Tuesday. Um, he has missed significant, significant time with a midfoot sprain. So hopefully he can come back. I could definitely use him on my fantasy team. So maybe he makes his way back this week and he has a pretty decent matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. I think uh, Russell Wilson's missing him too, because their run game hasn't been the same since, um, Chris has went down, so he, he definitely needs, he needs running. He needs running game support. DJ Dallas, uh, they picked up Alex Collins, you know, off the street. He, he, he got some snaps, but they definitely need that workhorse. And Chris Carson is that dude. So we'll see if he's able to come back this week. I definitely need him, um, to keep, keep pace. I'm, uh, I think the one league I did get him, I'm seven and three. So you know, I can I can definitely use a boost. <laughs> but that'll wrap it up for our news. Now, let's get into the waivers. Cop and drop, week 11. Cop or drop. All right, so I'm not going to get too deep into a, into my list. Um, I have a few names that I think y'all know how I do this, man. I give you all a couple of names who I really think that y'all should be looking at to pick up for waivers um, so that you can set your teams up. You know, they have potential. So just hear me out and let me know what you think. Uh, you know, you can hit me up on Twitter and we can talk about it. But let's get into it. One of the biggest names that's going to be on waivers this week, James Winston. If Drew Brees is expected to miss extended time because of the two rib injuries um, and the punctured lung, Jameis Winston could be the next, well, not not the next anything, but he could be a very valuable piece moving forward as as the lead man for the New Orleans Saints. Um, He did look pretty decent 
in the second half, uh, he did throw a touchdown. I think he had about 76 yards passing or something to that effect. But a full range of practice with the ones uh, leading up to week 11. He plays the Atlanta Falcons. That's a pretty decent matchup. The, the Falcons suck uh, defensively against quarterbacks for uh, for fantasy purposes. So it's a matchup, especially if you need a quarterback. If you're in a two QB league, I would definitely pick him up. Um, those those leagues are stressful, man. <laughs> if you don't grab a quarterback during the draft, at least like two or three, it's maddening trying to find another one. So if you don't have a solid QB two in a two QB league, Jameis Winston should be a guy you should be looking at. Um, if you're in redraft leagues, I, I can't say you should pick him up um, unless you're desperate. That's about it. The only thing I can imagine if you've been dealing with, if you have like Matthew Stafford and you're unsure if he's going to be able to play this week or God forbid Drew Locke. But if you have another quarterback who's dealing with injuries right now, you might want to give Winston a give Winston a play just in case and keep yourself covered in the event that your starting quarterback can't go for week 11. So that's one of the guys I would add. Um, another one, um, I'm actually happy that he's, you know, despite the fact that Kyle Allen went down, Alex Smith, um, he played pretty well despite the fact that he didn't throw touchdowns. That's probably the only knock, you know, Antonio Gibson and uh, J.D. McKissick, they kind of did damage on the ground, um, you know, as far as rushing touchdowns. But he was 38 for 55, almost 400 yards. He threw for 390. He completed 69% of his passes, finished as a top 15 quarterback for week 10. That's not bad for a guy who hasn't been on the field, you know, because of the leg injury. He finished 14th for week 10. If he could land a couple touchdowns, he would have finished higher. Maybe a top, maybe top 10, maybe. But he's going to have, you know, the offense itself is not great. Um, the defense is, I'll say the defense is decent. But, you know, for the most part, they're going to have to play catch up, you know, when push comes to shove. They had the Bengals for week 11, seventh worst, de- seventh worst defense against quarterbacks so far in fantasy. So he has a decent matchup where he could be viable for, you know, a one week start, a streaming option. Or if you have a, you know, like I said before, if you have a QB, uh, two QB league. So um, he's a guy that I would look for in those kind of situations. Um, I know we, I, I lost Drew Brees, so I'm going to be looking at either Winston or Alex Smith. Um, moving forward in the two QB league I have on sleeper. So I definitely need some options. If these guys can pan out, you know, even if it's not, even if they're not raking in the fantasy points, if they're giving me solid production, you know, maybe 15 to 20 points, somewhere in that range, I'll take it. I definitely will. Um, And my next one is Tua Tagovailoa. I think I said that right this time. Um, He's been playing pretty good. You know, he's not going to throw a ton. Uh, Miami's going to definitely try and run the ball. We'll get into that a little bit later because I got a couple guys. Well, actually, I got a guy that, you know, you should be looking at on there too. But uh, as far as Tua goes, you should definitely look to add him if you don't have a QB that you trust. I know Derek Carr's been up and down. Um, like I, I definitely mentioned the fact that Drew Locke has been stinking it up. Oh, he stunk it up, rather, last week. So you might be looking at him. Uh, to move away from him, the injury with the ribs might make it a little easier to do. So Tua might be a guy that you want to give some play this week. 
He's thrown five touchdowns over three weeks, no interceptions, finished 60% of his passes for week 11, I mean, completion-wise. He has the Broncos, and if Drew doesn't play, you could be looking at a, a, a situation where he could get more opportunities because the defense is picking on the backup quarterback, the Dolphins' defense, rather. So all those things could could combine into a solid week, another solid week from uh, Tua. Um, like I said, if you need a quarterback, you probably are looking at some of these three guys, um, unless somebody drops, you know, a quarterback for whatever reason, um, because of buys or because you know they're, <laughs> they're fed up, rage drop, whatever you want to call it. It could be one of those situations. But these are the three guys look coming into Week Eleven who I'm looking to target um, for fantasy if I need them at quarterback. Moving along, Kalen Balaj. Um, the Chargers running back. Now, I know if you haven't been seeing it yet, um, we posted it on our IG account and I think on Twitter too, that Austin Eckler is close to returning. Recent reports said he's expected to return week 12. So at the very least, you'll get another week out of Kalen Balaj, um with the Chargers. He's played pretty solid um, the last couple weeks. He's been able to supplant Joshua Kelly. Um, Justin Jackson is on IR with a knee injury. Um, he's had 33, 33 carries over the last two weeks. He's getting targets out of the backfield. Uh, he's being used everywhere. So this would be a guy, if I needed him for one week because of buys, I would definitely pick him up. Um, no hesitation. And I would definitely start him. I'm actually starting him in a couple leagues. Uh, so... I would. He's definitely one of the. He's definitely one of the higher wi- higher waiver wire ads at running back that I would target. Um, and this guy we talked about last week, Jacoby Myers, or at least I I talked about it. I put it up on Twitter. Jacoby Myers, man. I really thought I would. Defenses these matchups, man. You can never really call them. And the reason why I say that is because the Ravens defense is one of the better units in the league. You know, defending wide receivers, getting at the quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. And Jacoby Myers still found a way to be productive against a solid defense like that. He threw a 24-yard touchdown to Rex Burkhead. That's fantasy points. He saw seven targets. He caught five of them. He had over 50 yards. PPR leagues, man, I, I know that's the wave. PPR leagues, that's still good production against a solid defense. And Cam Newton is targeting him left and right. They finally found a weapon in the New England Patriots offense that they can actually that Cam actually like throwing to. So if you haven't added him already, you need to make him a priority in getting him on your fantasy team this week. Do not slack. You need to add him to your team. Whether you need him or not, <laughs> look, there's more than one way to play fantasy football. You can play keep away. Look at your bench. Look at the weakest person on your bench and drop that dude from Myers. There's no reason why you should have a weak piece on your bench anyway. If you need Myers, go get him. If you don't need Myers, go get him. You don't want anybody else to have him. Um, In terms of if you compare his production and his snaps to the other wide receivers on the team, you, you know, De- De- uh, Damian Bird and Nikhil Harry, 
he's actually getting the second most snaps out of the Patriots wide receivers, nearly 78%. And he has the most air yards at 88.8. So you definitely need Cam likes to throw to him and he's not going to throw the ball much. But when he does, he's targeting Myers. You need to have him on your team. I just I can't stress that enough. Go get him. <laughs> now, this one, this one hurts me. Naeem Hines, man. <clears throat> if you saw that Titans game, Thursday night football, uh, Titans, Colts. I'm like, I, I said it on our last episode, our Thursday drop. I said it. I was going to give Jonathan Taylor another week. Another week to shake whatever was going on off. Another week to prove to me that he could handle it. They were going to give him the workload. He was going to have a good game. All the information I went over said that Taylor could have a good game. And he bombed. And to make it worse, Naeem Hines, he outperformed him and Wilkins. Taylor couldn't punch in a a three-yard run to score. He got stuffed. Wilkins got stuffed. And then they were like, you know what? We're just going to hand the ball to Naeem Hines. We're going to give the ball to him. 12 carries for Naeem Hines, 8 carries for Jordan Wilkins, 7 for Taylor. That's how it went. It was it was hard to watch, man, because I'm, I'm I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm sitting there with my phone in my hand and I'm watching Jonathan Taylor's points not move. <laughs> they wasn't moving at all in the first half. And then I was like, yeah, it's a wrap. He's done. You can't trust him. You can't trust Jonathan Taylor. To be in your if you were able to flip him early. Good move by you. I did not see this landslide performance go uh, coming this way. But Naeem Hines is definitely a guy you want to put on your uh, team. It looks like they're going to trust him going forward. Jonathan Taylor seems to have fallen out of favor. Jordan Wilkins is a flash, has you know proven to be a flash in a pan. He had a good game against Detroit, but that's about it. Um, Naeem Hines did his thing against the Titans for Week 10, averaging 5.8 yards. A poor per carry, two total touchdowns, saw six targets for 45 yards, catching five passes, 70 yards on the ground rushing. I mean, he just he does it all or he can do it all. And they're going to give him an opportunity to do that. He's seeing more work. He saw more work. They just don't they just don't trust Taylor, man. They don't trust him. And I can't really blame him. So they want something to get. They want to have a functioning run game. Running back by committee suck. Um, you can take a chance on Hines. Um, I would probably target. I mean, okay, we're, we're play the long game. I would probably target Hines over Balage. You know, because Austin Eckler is going to come back. But um, if you need him just for the week, I would probably hit uh, Balage more over Naeem Hines, just because it's still. I I feel like it's still volatile. Anything can happen when it comes to a running back by committee. The high hand will get the most work, whereas Kalen Balazs is the man until Austin Eckler gets back. So that's my reasoning on that. Um, another guy you need to be paying attention to is Sal- Salvan Ahmed, the running back from Miami. 
with everything that's going on in Miami and in our um, running back group, I didn't see this. Did anybody see this guy coming? Maybe I missed it. <laughs> I, I I definitely didn't see this coming, man. But with Jordan Howard being cut and he just cleared waivers, nobody picked him up. Matt Braid is trying to come back from an injury. Uh, Miles Gaskins is still on IR. He's supposed to be coming back soon. Ahmed came and he took control of the Miami Dolphins running back group. He saw 21 carries, 85 yards rushing, and a touchdown against the Chargers, averaging four yards a carry. I mean, why not? If you have Wayne Gallman, who's another guy you should be uh, looking to pick up, I wasn't going to talk about him on the episode, but since I brought him up, you definitely need to be. No, Why is nobody talking about him? As soon as Devontae Freeman went on injury reserve, I went through every league and I tried to scoop him up. I mean, who else is going to get the carries there? Alfred Morris? Nah, he doesn't do enough. Alfred Morris, I, he's a decent runner. But Wayne Gallman can do that and he can catch out of the backfield, which means he's going to see more snaps. He's going to have more opportunities to score, which he did if you saw the Eagles game. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring up that, but I'll talk about that before when I close out. <laughs> but Wayne Gallman is another guy you need to add. Ahmed, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins running back, you definitely need to add him. Short term, um, I would put him, I would put him over. I don't know. Yeah, I would put him over Naeem Hines. Not it would be if I had to if it was between Kalen Balaj, Naeem Hines, and Ahmed, I'll probably go Ahmed Balaj Hines in that order. Because like I said, you don't know what's gonna happen. You have a you may have a feeling about what's gonna happen with the running back by committee situation in the Colts, but is it worth taking that risk? Maybe if you're you but you're being bold, you take that shot. You rely on Hines to get the uh, work, um, and benefit from the fact that it seems like the team is soured on Jonathan Taylor, and Wilkins is not as great as everybody tried to make him out to be. So you know that's a roll of the dice. But if you're looking for a more stable situation, um, Ahmed and Balaj have those because the guys that would be starting ahead of them aren't back yet. But um, in terms of Wayne Gallman, who I just brought up too, um, yeah, you definitely need to add him. They're on a buy. Maybe somebody drops him because they need another running back to take his spot. You need to pick him up. Put in a waiver claim for Wayne Gallman. Devontae Freeman is still going to be on IR when they get back off a buy. So you definitely need to add him to your team. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. We are done. Um. <laughs> And the reason why I laughed was because I, if you follow me on Twitter and I have to apologize because I don't try to blow up a lot of people's timelines, you know, talking trash uh, to Eagles fans. But it's it's one of the reasons why I get on Twitter. I get on Twitter to talk fantasy football, to talk football, to talk about my Cowboys and to mess with Eagles fans because, you know, the rivalry between the Cowboys and the Eagles has gone on forever. And it's one of the things that I actually enjoy about Twitter because, you know, everybody, everybody's so sensitive and touchy and, you know, that's, that kind of stuff doesn't get me. But 
when you mess with Eagles fans, it's just so funny. They they get they get so into their feelings, and um, they're easy to mess with. I mean, Dak Prescott goes down, and you know they 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 believe that they have the division on lock. You know, let's be real. It, it, I said it before. It was a two man race, two team race, the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Injuries killed the Cowboys. Whatever momentum they tried to have, defense was bad, et cetera, et cetera. That goes down. And then, like, I had Eagles fans. No, nobody wanted to talk trash in the beginning of the season, and we were all still bad. It's not like Dallas was, like, you know, the better team. But everybody was bad. But the Eagles, you know, they talk up Carson Wentz so much. He just, He's ginger Jesus. He's elite. He's you know, he just does everything. He won with practice squad guys last year. He beat y'all and knocked y'all out of the playoffs and then got bounced out in the first round in nine minutes. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because the, they wanted smoke the whole offseason talking about how great Carson Wentz is, how good he is with practice squad guys and how he took the team to uh, the playoffs with nobodies. And then the same thing happens with injuries. And now they're pointing the finger. Oh, well, he doesn't have any weapons. Come on, bro. How are you going to spit that practice squad stuff all offseason? And then when it happens again, like we don't. You, I, I could go on for days on this, but to put it simply, they talked real heavy. They thought they were going to, you know, moonwalk the division. It was going to come out and dog walk the, the Giants because the Giants are trash and you know, they beat the Giants earlier in the season and, you know, Eagles fans were feeling real chirpy. And then what happened? The Giants came in and whooped that tail. <laughs> and it, they were stunned. And then, like, Philly Sports Radio has been chewing through, you know, Doug is a bad coach. You know, he's horrible play caller. It's all on Doug and Doug and Doug and Doug. What about Carson? Carson don't get no blame. Carson don't get no, you know, no flack for the way he's been playing all year. One of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Over a hundred million dollars paid. He don't get no smoke. <laughs> it boys will come at me. Well, that when is and King, if he listens to the podcast, uh, I'm not going to put his name out there, but his Twitter name is, uh, Aaron underscore King. I think it's like 25 or something. His his go-to line, and I always like to mess with him because his go-to line is, well, when is Dak playing? He's hurt now. Why are you talking trash? Well, I know why my team bad. <laughs> I could easily explain that to you. Tell me why your team is bad. Tell me why Carson Wentz is bad. You know, I don't get a straight answer about that. But I just love messing with – um Eagles fans. That's one of my things. But if you follow me and you follow me for fantasy football, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't mean to blow up your timeline with trash talk all day. Um, Cowboys nation loves it. So <laughs> that's another thing, but you know, I'm not going to ramble on. I, I talked enough trash. I just wanted to get that out. I was going to say that in the beginning of the show to, you know, start things off, but I really wanted to shout out, you know, the women that cook because, you know, it just seems like it, it, I'll say it feels like because of social media that it's a lost art, but there's some women out there that really get down in the kitchen. So y'all should be proud of yourselves, you know, because not everybody can do it, man or woman. 
But um, yeah, enough talk, man. Let's wrap this up. Really appreciate you guys listening to the episode. Um, y'all let me rant for a little bit, you know. <laughs> I really appreciate it. But we thank you for listening to the episode. As always, make sure you check us out. We're on Google, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Really appreciate uh, all the people that have been listening to the episodes um, that's been sticking with the podcast and um, just been showing us some love. You know, really appreciate it. Whenever you get a chance, uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, just leave us a review. Um, leave us some stars. Let us know, you know, what do you like about the podcast? What do you want us to keep talking about? What other things? Because we always looking to improve the podcast, to be honest. I want to do more um, and I want to get better at it. So just let me know, like, yo, Will, you talk too much. Or Will, you need to talk about this. I'm open for criticism. Always have been. Always will. There's no such thing as bad criticism. Because if you don't get any, then you're not going to improve. So that's how I live by. But that'll it. That'll be it. I'm wrapping it up. You guys, thank you for listening. Take it easy. We'll talk to you next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.